Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in or viewing this time, this episode. My name is Jake, and today I'm your only host, and this is Toxic Crocs. So to explain what's going on, why I'm the only host today, we have the Fearless Women's Conference going on today and tomorrow at our church. So, as you know, Dalton, he's one of the pastors of our church, so that is currently where he is. I am at home right now in front of my computer. Got the camera right there, mic, of course, in front of me, and I have a background thing, you know, turned on, and of course, I'm using the XSplit VCAM app. It's going to have a watermark on there because I'm using their free version. So they're going to get their, I guess, free advertisement off of this, which is perfectly fine. At some point, maybe I will go ahead and get the, I don't know, premium version. Who knows? It depends on how many of these I have to do in my house. At some point, hopefully my wife and I will have our own little office studio area i don't know if we'll share it or if we'll have two of our own separate ones we'll see how it goes um or how it goes i do not have any foam up i don't know how the sound is gonna be it is blowing like a son of a gun outside right now and i have what sounds like my rosebush branches hitting the window yeah when we moved here we had very tall rose bushes and we keep cutting them back, you know, trimming them up, trying to keep them nicer looking, but they keep growing really fast. And when it blows, they tap on the windows. Let me know they're still there. So, well, it's just me today. I don't know how long I'll talk. I kind of have an idea what I want to talk about. It's kind of something put on me yesterday while I was at work. And I told Dalton what verses I might be going over today. And he was like, you know what? That sounds good, man. He says, let's go. Let's go, baby. And sorry if I'm distracted. I have lots of little objects here at my desk. <laughs> yeah, you guys already know. Got that ADHD going. Sometimes it goes a little harder than some other days. Boo. All right. So how has my week been? Let's just go ahead and start this podcast like we normally would. How has my week been? My week's been a good week. It's had some uh, ups and downs and all that. But overall, I think it's been a great week. I've been... I've been loving it. It's uh, been doing a lot of praise this week. If you guys catch my drift, there's been a lot of good things that have happened. Hold on one sec. I want to introduce you to somebody. Come here. Come here. Come on. Come here. Come here. Oh. I'll help you. Oh, let's get her up here. <laughs> so this here, yes, I love you too, is one of my doggos that we talk about quite often. Hi. This is Guinevere. She's my Jack Russell. and She loves me a lot. She's my girl. She's my baby. I love this dog. Um, let's see. All right, Gwen, can you get down for a minute? Can you get down? Thank you. Let's see if I get the deaf dog up here. Come here, Muffles. Can you say hi? This is Muffles here. She's a goober. We love her a lot. She's very pretty. Everybody loves her. She's named Muffles because... She isn't fully deaf. She can kind of hear you, if, especially if you're super loud or super high-pitched, super, I don't know, just super loud, and then she'll freak out because she doesn't really hear sound that well. I keep looking at my screen. I'm sorry. I need to look at the camera when I'm talking to you guys because you guys are what's important. So my week, um, <sighs> let's start off. Uh, happy crappy. I really don't have a crappy this week, guys. 
I've got a whole lot of happy going on. I mean, I guess if I had a crappy, I would say it's just really overwhelmed at work. Um, we've got so many projects going on. It's kind of hard for us to handle it, but we're all pushing through it. We're helping each other at work. It's going good. I'm loving it. I, I, hey, at least I'm staying busy. We're all staying busy. It makes the day go by a heck of a lot faster. And who wants to slow day at work? I know I do not. So the good, the very good. Um, well, you know what? Yeah, there's a crappy. We could not close on the property that my wife and I are trying to buy in Iowa on Wednesday because the inspection we found, he found some knob and tube wiring in the attic and we filed an addendum to go ahead and get the closing date extended and the seller hallelujah is going to pay for that electrical repair granted it's not much i think that's probably the only place that he found live knob and tube wiring now for those of you that don't do not know i think i brought it up on the last episode of the podcast but i'll go into it a little bit more knob and tube wiring it's basically two wires it's a two wire system and it'll go through insulators kind of sometimes where they'll mount them to boards and they run the wiring on that. So they have a hot and a neutral side. The problem with knob and tube is it's not always insulated or if it is insulated, it's not insulated very well. And the issue with that is it runs either right next to wood or they'll bore holes through the wood and run that wiring straight through it. So what happens when you get copper, especially if it's electrical, under a load or a heavy load, well, you get an increase in temperature because of the amps and the voltage, the current, the current flowing through that. So as it heats up, it gets to the flash point of lumber. And what happens when the flash point is reached? It catches fire. So in a property like that where it's up in the attic, that's, they're not going to get, people that are living there are not going to get notified in time for the fire. They're not going to be able to get any valuables out, really. They're just going to have to get out of their lives. That's it. So, thankfully, hallelujah, the seller is going to repair that knob and tube. Don't have to worry about it. If you have knob and tube in your house, I highly recommend you get it fixed. Get get that replaced. Get that out of there. It was designed to be installed very quickly. It was when they were getting AC current to all the homes, properties, and all that, just so it could be done and everybody could have electricity. It was great in its time, but we have much better options now that are much safer. They can actually handle a load without burning down your house as long as it is wired properly with the proper circuit protection. Okay, let's see how much I can ramble by myself. See if I can get a full podcast episode. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. So... That's part of my good news. The other good news is the seller went ahead and accepted that responsibility, right, on fixed net wiring. And we should be closing, hopefully, this next Friday. What is that date here? I'm going to pull it up pull up my calendar real quick. So that will be, hopefully, on the 7th of April. That will make me very happy to get that done. And then we start doing a little bit of a little cosmetic repairs. We'll do ourselves and hopefully get people in there, give them a place to live. That's nice and looks good. You know, I want as a person that's going to own rental properties, 
I want to give people the best experience I can to where they're happy. They treat my property well. And it's just a good experience. That's how we're supposed to. The Bible talks about, you know, us being good at that. I forget what story it is. There's a story in there where you basically tells you if you're owning property, you have renters, you treat them good. So, you know, and everything you do, try to do it in a godly manner. <sighs> I didn't remember to breathe. I keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and I keep forgetting to breathe. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be going down in a few days or going over, I should say, to Iowa and signing papers and breaking the chains of poverty in my family. Now, you might be thinking, well, you're buying a property. You must have money. I don't. I mean, we're probably <laughs> just above the lower middle class. The thing is, we've been saving money for a long time, a few years. And then we've, we're putting that money to good use. We're going to be buying investment properties uh, building money with that investment property, not taking anything for ourselves. Everything that we get is either going to go back into that property to make it better or to purchase another property. That's just how we are. And we're going to keep doing that until we hopefully don't have to work for anybody else and we're just working for ourselves. And then you know what I'm going to do when I get to that point? I'm going to do more of this stuff for God, do more things for Jesus, more things for God, more things for the church. That's my goal there. I'm hoping at some point, I brought this up in a few podcasts ago, that my goal is to get multiple properties and have them just set up for different churches, helping tithes to them, helping them out, getting them extra cash flow. That would be wonderful. That would be a dream come true for me. And, you know, I feel, no, I know I was put on this path a long time ago. It's, I was... For a while there, I was trying to do the whole, you know, stocks and Forex and all that. And I kept failing. I can't tell you how much money I lost, uh, my own personal money, lost into that. And I'm not really doing it anymore. I have some money in stocks that I think will grow. But I'm not trying to do that like penny stock trading crud because, I don't know, that's gambling. And it's it's not, it never went well. I mean, I got to a point where I was reading st charts great. I'd put... uh I'd put some plays in, and next thing you know, my trade would just go south. And then a little bit later on, it followed exactly what I had in the chart. So I think it was just a timing issue for me, but it's just not for me apparently. So I started looking elsewhere, and I was listening to the Secrets to Success podcast, you know, with Jamal, Carl, um, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, well, you know, Dr. Eric Thomas is his name. And then one day, the Jamal King showed up on there, and it just felt like the information I was getting from that was changing my life. So I just started listening more and more and doing more and more research on my own because you shouldn't just listen to what people tell you. You should also do research and figure things out on your own because if you just listen to what people tell you, you're going to get a lot of uh, false and or fake news. But I kept going, and then... I actually got a hold of them, talked to them through uh, Instagram, and I did, went to a couple of their online conference stuff, I guess. And uh, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, you know, it just feels like I was put on this by God. That's what I was telling my wife. It just felt that way. When you know it's something put on by God, 
or a path you got put on through God, it's you're going to feel it like in your heart and your soul. And it's, it's a highly emotional thing. And it just felt that way. And especially since I was talking to uh, the people that were doing this, you know, he's got, I don't know how many properties in Chicago. Excuse me. They're building a giant building, it seems like. It's just, and he's a very godly person. He does everything he does in his life seems to be to, I don't know, praise God, right? Everything he does. And that's like that whole crew. They're all that way. And it's like, you know what? I love this. Let's uh, delve into it further. So at one point during one of the free conferences, they talked about, okay, hey, we have this course. You know, we get a lot more of this information, a lot better information. Well, not better, but more, more information, more in tune. Sign up for this X amount of money. And I'm like, you know what? I kept looking at my credit cards. Like I can put it on my credit cards, but that just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. That doesn't seem like what God wanted me to do. So I did it. It's like, you know what? If they open the course up again in the future, I'll, I'll go for it. So it was weird. Yeah. I've been playing with this the entire time. If you're just listening, go to the YouTube. You'll see what I've been playing with. It's a extender thingy. When I put my GoPro or whatever on it, but, um, so I was doing this free course and got done. It's just like, wow, this is exactly what I want to do. I need to figure out more how to do this. And I I paid for their their cheaper course of it, where it gave kind of like a gist of everything. It got it got got that hunger going more, you know, lit a fire under my butt on it. So I kept wanting to research more and more. And I got an email one day saying that somehow I was signed up for this bigger course, this way more expensive course. Something that uh, there's a few colleges that have picked up the course now. So, if, so you kind of know it, it's legit stuff. Well, I uh, messaged Jamal and I'm like, hey, man, uh, my integrity is a big thing for me. I'm not going to take advantage of this course. I did not pay for it. Please take me off. Well, then I got an email back. Apparently, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Apparently, everybody that was on that other course that free one, that uh, well, seminar conference thing, everybody got signed up for it on accident. And there was only two of us. So there was thousands of people that got signed up for it on accident. And only two out of the thousands said something. So they rectified that situation. And the next, you know, he goes, you know what? Because of your integrity, because of what you did, you know, being truthful on everything, I'm going to give you this course. And then... You know, I, I thanked him profusely. I sent him some honey, you know, because I'm a beekeeper too. So uh, GD Honey Acres on YouTube, that's my beekeeping channel. We finally went over a 1,000 subscribers on that. Praise the Lord. Um, hopefully, we'll get to a point where I can start monetizing that channel so I can have an extra source of income for the beekeeping stuff because it is very expensive. It's not a moneymaker, but it'd be nice to be able to keep doing that. Um, back at it, though. Uh where was I? See, this is where it'd be nice to have Dalton to keep me in line, keep me in check. So I was doing that course and, uh, I've just been trying to apply everything. Uh, There's been a, quite a few failed attempts at purchasing a property. Uh, there was one, one where it was, everything was checking out and the appraiser got there to figure out what the ARV would be. And that's after repair value. And basically they're just like, well, there's been nothing that has sold similar in the past three months within, what was it, a two-hour drive or whatever, because 
in the Midwest, we go by time of drive, not really the distance. So basically, within two hours of that location, there hasn't been anything that's sold similar within the past uh, three months. So she basically just put, well, whatever they're selling it as, that's what it'll appraise as after repair value. And going off the numbers and the equations, after repair value would have been more like, let me think here, about 190000 if I remember right. And we were we had a purchase offer accepted. What was that? I think right around ninety thousand. It was only going to take forty thousand to fix it up, according to the general contractor. So then we could have pulled after six months of having that property. We could have pulled a pretty good sized HELOC on it and used that money, rolled it over to purchase another property. But because the appraisal went south. It, it was just done. So, yeah, we were very disappointed on that aspect. I think it took a toll on my wife and I and kind of didn't go after anything for a while. I think it was there were some hard lessons learned with our property that we were supposed to learn, that God wanted us to learn. So it's something you need to realize as well. Um, you will be put through things. It's like, oh, this is great. This is the best, you know. Everything's going great. Oh, it failed. Why did it fail? What did I do wrong? What did blah, blah, blah. Stop blaming yourself on stuff because you were supposed to learn something from it. Figure out what you're supposed to learn and apply that to the next mission, the next goal, what have you. So we started looking at properties again or trying to, but property after property, something just kept happening where we either could not do a FaceTime into the property or we weren't able to go to it, or all of a sudden, hey, this is actually in a really sketchy place, or hey, it's leaning one direction, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So, so many properties that we're trying to go through and couldn't. It's just like, okay, so these aren't meant to be then this property that we're getting now, and we should be signing papers on in a week. All of a sudden, everything just started lining up. And it's like minimal work deeds done, all cosmetic, all stuff I can do in a weekend. It's just nuts to me. And then it's like, you know what? This is obviously something from God. You know, I have faith in this property. I have faith in God here. He's going to make this work for us. So we FaceTimed on it, loved it. It looked exactly like how it was in the pictures, which believe me, it is not normally that situation when you are looking at properties on Zillow, you'll go in person. It's like, whoa, they obviously doctored these photos. No, this property, the seller did put in a lot of work into it, like new floors, paint everywhere, cupboards look great. Um, there's appliances. I think the only thing I need to do appliance-wise is I need to get a plumber in there and repair a gas line. Whatever. Doesn't bother me. Um, that shouldn't cost too much anyway. So, yeah, it just, it blew my mind. It still blows my mind how amazing that is because it's like it, everything is lining up too perfect for it not to be orchestrated. Hopefully that makes sense. Like, it's just, I have faith in my God. I have faith in Yahweh. And we had to learn a lot of lessons. There's still a lot of lessons I know we are going to learn and that we have to learn in order to get this done in order to be successful. But in everything we do, we need to bring glory to God on it. So praise Yahweh, praise, praise God on this. So yeah, so my happy, 
there's a lot of happy there and a lot of culminated happy from the past couple of years in this journey. And I'm excited for this journey to keep going. And I'm excited I'm doing this journey with my wife and my son is involved. I am getting him to see that, you know, he could do anything. He's there with us going through the property. He's recording it on the iPad. And I'm just seeing this light shine from his eyes, basically, as he's getting his brain going and the wheels are turning. It makes me very proud. I'm very proud on that aspect of him. I'm, I'm basically getting uh, the mindset in his head that he doesn't have to work for from some he doesn't have to work for somebody else all his life. If he does things correctly, he will only have to work for himself. And what he does for himself, he needs to make sure he glorifies God in it. So, hopefully, I am setting my son in the right direction, and he will not be bound by the chains of poverty growing up or in his adult life. So moving on, <laughs> my happy was big and my happy's still going. The devil can't take that away from me. Yahweh's provided it. Thank you, God. All right, so next, like I said, I don't really, my moment crappy was we couldn't close on Wednesday. That's it, that's it. Um, so yesterday at work, I was doing a lot of wiring like I said, I'm putting a lot of controls into machines to make them safer to where we can. We're just adding basically uh, controls in for safety purposes so people don't get hurt. And that way we could stop parts from coming into the machine just with a press of a button instead of it just constantly running like it would be if we ran it from how the manufacturer made it. How to loosen my belt. How to too tight. I ate a big lunch. Sorry. Um, local cafe food. It's great. Eggs, bacon, hash browns, pancakes. Okay, back to back to stuff. So I was sitting there wiring, you know, mind going everywhere. Listen to the elevation warship station on Pandora. Trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to talk about for today's show by myself. And what I got was John 3.16 through 18, I believe, or through 21. So I'm going to go ahead and just read that to you. Then we're going to break it down. And who knows, you guys might be guinea pigs for, I got to give teach a lesson on the death of Jesus for the children's ministry this coming Wednesday. So you guys might be a little bit of guinea pigs for that. All right. So John 3.16, I'm reading from the NLT. I know um, what the NIV and such says. I can go ahead and click over to the NIV. I've got it pulled up on my computer here. Just give me one second to do so. New international version. We'll get down here. So this will be similar to more what everyone is used to hearing. Um, personally, I like the NLT version. If you have a hard time understanding things or visualizing what's going on in the Bible, I highly recommend going to the NLT. But also keep in mind, you might have to go back and look at different versions of the Bible to get a better understanding of what you're reading. Like you might have to go to the NIV or King James 
All that good stuff. All right. So I'm going to read from the NIV here. Uh, John 3, 16 verses, well, John 3, 16 verses, let's go 21, 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that, they, that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. There is a whole lot to unpack from the couple of verses. A whole lot. So, if that didn't make sense, I'm going to go ahead and read you the NLT version, which might make it a little easier to understand. So, by the way, this is Jesus and Nicodemus talking. This is their conversation. That's where this comes from where Nicodemus was a Pharisee or what have you. And he's basically like, yo, are you for real? What is this? What's going on here? <sighs> so John three sixteen through 21 again from the NLT. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right... Come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Honestly, to me, this is like very huge. I mean, you, to take this into a, uh, put this into perspective, let's uh, talk about the story of the thieves that were also crucified at the same time Jesus was. Basically, Let's see here. I'm going to find those verses. I have it written down in a notebook. I don't know where I put that notebook. Actually, I think I might have those verses in my sheets for this podcast. Let's go to it. Comparing two men on the cross. So I've got it here. Mark 15, 25 through 27. And also... Luke uh, 23, 35 through 43. So let's go to 15, Mark 15, 25 through 27. What's awesome, if you just go to Bible.com, you'll have the whole thing on there. So Mark, what's it say here? 15, 25 through 27. Okay. 
Well, that ain't right. When was it? 25 through 27. Okay, so right here on 27, it just says two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. So by uh, that's in Mark 15, verse 26. A sign announced the charge against him. It read the king of the Jews. And, well, actually not 26, but 27. It says two revolutionaries. It'll have like two, three little dots on this uh, web page. It'll pull up uh, different meaning instead of just revolutionaries. So basically two criminals or two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. So let's see here. Now, the other one I have down, Luke 23, 35 through 43. Let's get to that. Luke 23, 35 through 43. This might be the story. Uh, let me read it here. So actually, we're going to go down to 39. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you are the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. So that guy, not a very good guy. He was mocking Jesus there. But it gets to verse 40. But the other criminal protested. Don't you have feet or don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. He's referring to Jesus there. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. So that goes right back to John 3.16. Let me pull the Bible, uh, Bible website up on another tab here. We go right back into the NIV. John. By the way, John's probably one of my favorite books in the Bible. So John 3.16. So that one criminal in that statement showed he believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He believed in him, right? So it goes right back to John 3.16 through 21 or whatnot. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Meaning, Jesus was there to be sacrificed for all of our sins, past, present, future. All the sins in the world were put on Christ at that one moment. I couldn't imagine. It was, there was so much sin on him. It shown so much that God couldn't even look on him. Yahweh couldn't even look at Jesus. Yahweh couldn't look at Yeshua. He was so full of sin. That's why when you get in other books, you know, it goes... Uh, Father, why have you forsaken me? But that's also going back to a psalm, and that might be another topic for another day because that psalm, it starts out that way, but in the end it goes, you know, but I still have faith. I know you still love me, such like that. But it says he was tur he turned away because there's so much sin on him. So he was the sacrifice, right? He took all the sins. So sacrificing back in the day was um, oftentimes blood sacrifices, and it always had to be like the perfect lamb the perfect cow, perfect dove, beer, whatever. And Jesus was the perfect lamb for sacrifice for our sins, for us. He died for us. 
He went through hell for us. They whipped him, they beat him, and the whip was studded with lead. So it wasn't just leather, it was studded with lead. So it was heavy, it was dotted. Like it, it would hit you, not only cut your skin, it would rip you open. They put a crown of thorns on him. They ripped all his clothes off. He was bloodied everywhere, naked. They d- rolled dice. Soldiers did roll dice to see who would have his, glo- his garments, his robes. Made him carry this. I don't even know how heavy that cross was. I know it made it weighed up two to four hundred pounds or so. So after this man, Jesus was beaten, bloodied, tortured, ridiculed. He had to carry the cross to his final destination, and then had a nail driven through his ankles or shins. And like a lot of times, they'll show that he was supported that there was a block under his feet helping support him there wasn't it was just that nail supporting his weight and they took his arms put him up on the cross beams and drove nails through his arms and then the only way he could breathe is if he pushed on his legs put all his pushed up on him with all his strength he had so he could open up his rib cage from his arms hanging <sighs> And breathe. And then he'd have to let go of that weight and drop back down and keep doing that. Struggling to breathe every time. <sighs> Sorry. I, I think I went a completely different direction than I planned on going. You just need to understand that he just, oh, he died on the cross for us. You need to understand how he died. He died in the most excruciating way the Romans could think of the most humiliating way, naked in front of everybody, bleeding, struggling for breath, dying of thirst, suffocating under your own weight in an extreme pain the entire time. Is where they would drive that nail in your arms. There's nerves, a big old strain of nerves that run right there, so they're going straight through it. So everything that you could feel so gently, so tenderly with the tips of your fingers, They drove a nail through that nerve. They drove a nail through it. So then you just felt this immense pain. Then then not only was there all that physical pain, the trouble breathing, there was the emotional pain behind it because it wasn't Rome that condemned him to death. It was Jesus' own people, the Jews. Rome kept saying to Jews, to the Jewish people, the Pharisees, I don't find this man guilty. You should release him. But they only allowed it to happen. Rome allowed it to happen because they were scared of the Jewish people. They were beginning to basically start rioting. And where they were, they obviously didn't have the soldiers to control that riot. And uh, the Pharisees, they said... Jesus is no king of ours. Only Caesar is our king. So they denied him right there. And I can go on a whole other topic, a whole other rant on why they were so ticked off. And what's the word? I'm here scared, basically, of Jesus. And they wanted him dead because of what he was doing. So there was the emotional pain, too, of your own people, the people you loved, denying you, wanting you dead, And then not only was it just the people, 
the closest people to him, his disciples, didn't really stick by him. They all hung back. One of the closest people to him, one of the closest persons, Peter, denied him three times like Jesus told him he would do. He said, you will deny me three times before that rooster crows. And what happened? He did. I don't know that man. I don't know him. I don't know him at all. It happened. So Jesus went through some major emotional pain, major physical pain. I, I couldn't, none of us can understand. And then they're up there on that cross, the three of them, the two thieves, the two revolutionaries, meaning they call them that because like they did stuff against Rome, but up there on the cross and Jesus is up there, all three of them are suffering. The one mocks Jesus, you know, no faith, didn't believe, nothing. He's not going to heaven. It says us right there, right there in uh, John chapter three. He's not going to heaven. He's judged. And guess what? It's his own choice. God doesn't condemn you to hell. It's your choice. And then the other man realizes who Jesus is, believes in him wholeheartedly. It says, remember me. And right then and there, he's forgiven. Right then and there, he has sealed his ticket to heaven. And Jesus says, I tell you, today you will be with me. Let me get to it. I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. Was that man baptized? No. Did that man speak in tongues, have any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? No. All he did was believe. That is all any of us have to do is believe with our minds, our hearts, our souls that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus is one of three, one of three or three in one, sorry. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We gotta believe in him. Believe that he died for our sins. And guess what? On the day you die, you will be with Jesus in paradise. You will be with him. And how did that, how was that able to happen? Because all the sins of the world were put on him. And what does that mean? Not just of the Israelites, not just of the all the Gentiles, which is what we are. If you aren't born Jewish, you are a Gentile. The sins of the world, everybody, that includes the people that don't even have the book, don't even have the Bible in their hands. That have never been preached to, never been talked to. All the sins were forgiven. Everybody's. And in that, the old covenant was no more. The new covenant was put in place. Everything that was deemed unholy and, well, not unholy, but dirty, I guess. Everything that was deemed bad because of it with the old covenant has now been purified which you can go to was Acts chapter 10 where Peter's on the roof and Jesus shows up in a vision and says, you know what, Peter, here, here are all these animals, kill, eat. And Peter's like, yo, I won't, I'm not going to eat anything that you 
that is unclean. I'm not going to eat that. And then he goes, how dare you call things unclean that I've purified? So that goes back to John chapter 3 again. You know, or, or not John chapter 3, but just the fact that everything, all the sins of the world were put on him, not just the sins of people, the sins of animals, sins, any sin committed by any living thing was put on Jesus at that moment. And that was a man that had never committed sin in his life. So you know that feeling you get when you sin, when you do something bad and you know it and it just doesn't feel good? So that's just one thing, right? That's just one thing. And sometimes that one thing just tears you up, eats you, eats away at your heart, and you'll just break down. You can go insane from it. Imagine all those sins, every one of them, murder, suicide, thievery, lies, adultery, all the sins of the world put on him in that one moment. And then he looks up and says, it is done. And that's it. Breathes his last breath. I couldn't imagine that. So he went through the worst torture imaginable, extreme emotional pain, and then all that feeling. I can't even describe that feeling from the sin, from just the one sin. It's like you, extreme guilt, pain, and everybody's was put on him in that one moment, at that one point in time. I'll never understand, we will never understand all I know is he died for me. He died for you. He died for my son. He died for my wife. I can never thank him enough. And yet I know someday we'll all be with him and have eternal life. I just pray you're there with me. That's part of the reason we have this podcast. It's because I'm hoping to bring you with me. Love you guys. I don't have anything else to talk about, I don't believe, unless I start rambling. But I'm going to keep practicing this because I have to cut this 20-some minute section I just did here down for a bunch of first through fifth graders and hopefully get them to understand what happened. I'm just blown away by everything he did, everything that he took on for, for you and I. Wow. And then I exited it. <laughs> did not mean to. I'm just bringing it back up real quick. So once again, excuse me, hopefully you didn't hear that. <laughs> so just remember, he went through extreme hell for you and I. He went through extreme pain, extreme ridicule, extreme emotional pain, pain of people that were loyal to you being disloyal, 
the pain and the hurt of all the sins of the world being put on him. And all comes down to this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him, through his sacrifice, we are saved. And I think the only way we can thank him, besides actually thanking him every day in prayers, we can do it through deeds of helping show others Christ, helping to helping for them to meet and then praying for others that they have their burning bush moment of realization and that maybe you put a seed in their heart, their soul and that it ignites a fire that encompasses everything they do and it changes their being. Because remember one thing, I I want to make sure I tell you guys this, this just popped in my head. You do not have to change before you get to know Christ. You do not have to change before reading the Bible. Change will come. Change happens as you do. I've noticed it in me a lot. I never cried as much in my life as I have in the past year and a half that I've really fallen head over heels for this, that I've, that my soul's been on fire. And I know that I have helped others, and I hope that I will continue to help others come to Christ. I want you to meet him. You might not meet him physically, but man, you will. Your soul will meet him. He'll show up in ways you don't expect. Things will happen that are completely unexplainable. Oh, it was a coincidence. No, it wasn't. That's how it was supposed to be. God did that. Jesus did that. You know something else? When Jesus was going through all that, through all the torture and stuff, they said, Jesus, why don't you stop this? Why don't you call? you If you're so powerful, why don't you stop this? And he looks at him and goes, I could call down the legions of heaven upon you, but I won't. You know how powerful that is? It means he knew what was going on. He knew the pain, the, the hell he was going through. He knew. He understood. And he chose to keep in it. He chose to let it happen. Why? Because he knew he was dying for you. He knew he was dying for me. He knew that through his sacrifice, we would be saved, we, that we would have a path to heaven. We would have a path to be with God. Not only Israelites, not only Jews, but us Gentiles. The path was put in place because of his sacrifice. There's no greater love than to lay down your life for your fellow man. And he laid down his life for all of us.
There's only two types of people in this world that I know that would die for somebody they didn't even know. And one of them is Jesus. The other, American soldier. The, the military man who's protecting his homeland, his family, but also because he cares about you. And then Jesus, you know what he did? He died for everybody. He didn't die just for one group of people. It's everyone. And just to know that he's the general, the leader of the legions of heaven, he could have called him down upon that city at that very moment, but didn't. Chose to go through what he went through for you. Understand the magnitude of what he went through. Understand it. Look it up. Go watch Passions of the Christ. They do a great job of showing it. I guarantee you, it's going to break your heart. It's going to break your soul. You're going to be like, how do they do that to him? He is the Messiah. How do they not know? After everything he did for them, and they still turned on him. And it was because of the tongues that were spoken to him, by tongues of voices that were spoken to the people, that convinced them that he needed to die. So I passed to Frank in the last uh, podcast episode, said we all have tongues, we need to use them. It's part of this podcast. I'm using mine to try to bring people closer to God, closer to Jesus. And you know what? I love you guys. And that's one of the last commandments Jesus gave us. Love others as I have loved you. And Jesus loves us unconditionally. So even if there's people out there that I don't agree with, their ideals or morals, I'm not going to judge them. I used to. Not anymore. I won't judge you. I'm going to love you. And hopefully through me, you'll see Christ. Hopefully through me, you'll get to know God. That's all I hope. But I'm not going to sit there and tell you you're going to hell for what you're doing. But I am going to try and plant that seed so you don't go to hell. So that I see you in heaven and that we rejoice together. I love you guys. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. <sighs> wow. Lord my God, Yahweh, I thank you for everything. I thank you for your son. As a father, I couldn't imagine what you went through. I couldn't imagine the pain, the heartache, or anything that Yeshua went through as he was up on that cross and all the torture he went through being put on there and while on there. I know he knew what was going to happen. And I don't think anybody else could have chosen to keep going through it because he died for all of us. He died for our sins. He was the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. (sighs) 
I can never thank you enough. I pray, Lord, that whoever's hearing this, if they don't believe that they have a burning bush moment, whether it be in the physical life or all of a sudden boom in their dreams, show up, please. I love you. Protect those who are listening. Show them your love. Whatever hurt that people may have from man, I pray that they stop blaming you for what man has done. Because you preach love. You read the Bible. We read the Bible and you'll see it. And you only talk about love and love encompasses all. As Paul says in one of the Corinthians, love fulfills the law of God. So I pray those that call themselves Christians are showing love and kindness and not hate towards others and are not judging others. We are not called to judge others. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, oh, I got a little more to add there. Lord my God, I pray also that you watch over those that are with the Fearless Women's Conference going on tonight and tomorrow and that you help bolster the women up Help give them courage and strength. And I, anyone that's speaking and all the volunteers, I pray you're with them. You give them strength and energy. I, th I thank you for what you're going to accomplish in our church today and tomorrow. My wife's going. A lot of friends are going. <laughs> I wish I could go too because I'm sure there's nuggets I could learn. But thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you for giving people this opportunity and I pray more opportunities like this present themselves. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing with the properties that we've searched for and the one property we are buying. I pray that you bless that property, and that you help us make the right decisions. I pray you watch over our finances. Lord God, I pray you watch over Dalton and help him have the strength and courage, Pastor Holly, Pastor Frank, Pastor Teresa, all of them from our church that are helping out and helping put this on and talking and speaking. And I pray you help all the other speakers as well. I love you, Lord. Thank you. And please keep everyone safe. Anyone that's listening or watching, I pray that you keep them safe and that you cover them in your armor of light for protection. And whatever's going on, whatever chains are holding them down, I pray you break them. I pray you give them opportunities and wisdom and knowledge to get out of their issues, to get past them and break them, break their chains. Love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, guys, that's all I got. I almost made it an hour. Not quite. It's a short episode. Just me. I love you, and I'll see you later. Bye.